Welcome to the Crossview Church Message of the Week. We hope you enjoy the message this morning. For more information, visit us at mycrossview.com. Good morning, Crossview Church. We're so excited to be together today, and we're so excited to have Pastor Mark Morrison with us uh, this morning, but also for the next couple of weeks as, as he is going to lead us into our Advent season. Pastor Mark, we just want to say thank you so much for being here and for sharing and teaching. I know many of you know Pastor Mark as Pastor Mark served as the lead pastor here at Crossview some years ago. And he has uh, been a blessing in both of our lives. Yeah. And so we're just really, really thankful for, for you being here. So thank you, Pastor Mark. And uh, take it away. All right. Yeah. Great. Thank you, both Kyle and Holly. Uh, Holly and her husband, Andrew, uh, we met probably 20 years ago before they were married. And uh, have just appreciated that friendship over the years. And Kyle and Christina have just become very close friends uh, in more recent years. And uh, being back at Crossview Church is a privilege. Uh, Judy and I have wonderful memories of our years here and the relationships that we built while we're here are still very important and special to us. Well, today's message is uh, taken from Luke chapter one. If you have a Bible handy, you might wanna take that out. I'm not gonna read that whole chapter to you. Most of us are familiar with Luke chapter two because that's the story of, of Jesus' birth. And uh, we focus on that at this time of the year. But Luke chapter one is an amazing story of a couple by the name of Elizabeth and Zachariah. And they're an older couple and had longed for children all their life, but that had not been something that they had been blessed with. And so here they are late in life. Zechariah is a priest serving in the temple in his town. And he went into the temple one day to, to do his priestly duties. And while he was there, he had an encounter with an angel. The angel Gabriel came to him and said, Zechariah, your prayers have been answered and God is gonna bless you and Elizabeth with a son. And he even said, you should name that son John. And Zechariah could hardly believe that this was true. But sure enough, Elizabeth conceived a child. And uh, when the child was born, they named him John. And as a response to this child being born, Zechariah wrote a song. The song is actually called by many theologians, the Benedictus. And uh, we're gonna look at that song that Zachariah wrote upon the birth of his son in just a minute. What a surprising end to the story for Zachariah and Elizabeth. And I wanna talk to you today about God's surprises. You see, I've come to believe that God loves to surprise his people, his children. And I'm a father and I love to surprise my children, so I understand that. All through the Bible, we see the startling surprises of God. Joseph in the Old Testament is in prison and then he becomes the leader, a great leader in that nation. Abraham and Sarah became parents in their old age, in their 90s. We see the Red Sea parting for the children of Israel. What a surprise. We see manna, food from heaven for them. We see David as a shepherd boy become an anointed king. In the New Testament, blind people see, lame people walk, water becomes wine. The gospel itself, the message of grace is such a surprising thing. God loves to surprise us and sometimes, oftentimes, he surprises us through other people. 
The story of Christmas is surprising that God would come to earth the way he did. Surprise, a, a virgin is expecting a baby. Surprise, an older woman is pregnant too, Elizabeth. These two women get together, the story is told in Luke 1, and they marvel together at their wonderful surprises. But for many years, Elizabeth and Zachariah had agonized over their inability to have a child. I'd like to talk with you for a minute about the challenge of barrenness. I'd like us to consider how difficult this is, this thing of barrenness. It may be the desire to have a child, and that doesn't happen. But there are many other kinds of barrenness as well. It's a longing that seems to be ignored, a hope that is not realized, a period of disappointment, discouragement, desperation, frustration, a feeling of fruitlessness and unproductivity. You desire to see a birth, but nothing seems to be happening. It might be barrenness in a business situation. It could be a lack of friendships or a barrenness in your marriage, a barrenness in your church situation, a spiritual barrenness. Some people call this a dark night of the soul. We tell ourselves not to hope anymore. We say, I'm not going to expect things to change. It's too painful to hope. Could it be that that's where Zachariah was at this moment in his life, going through the motions of his priestly duty, but not expecting any change in his personal life? The natural question to ask in times of barrenness is, what is wrong with me? The psalmist in in Psalm 10, verse 1 says, Why, O Lord, do you stand far off? Why do you hide yourself in times of trouble? Maybe you can relate to those words. In other words, there must be a problem with me. Otherwise, I wouldn't be barren. Of course, in Bible times, barrenness was seen as a, as a curse from God. Elizabeth described her condition as my disgrace among the people. So what was wrong with Elizabeth and Zechariah? Nothing. Nothing was wrong with them. Verse 6 of Luke 1 says, Both of them were upright in the sight of God, observing the Lord's commandments and regulations blamelessly. Barrenness is not to be seen as punishment. Yes, I know that there is a law of sowing and reaping, and at times we create our own barrenness. But most often, our barrenness comes as a tool for the Lord to direct us, to mature us, to deepen us. What is God's highest purpose for your life? Is it to make you happy all the time? If that's what you think, then you're going to be disappointed, and eventually you'll be disillusioned. No, God's highest purpose is to make you more like Jesus. And how does he do that? Well, one of the ways is through seasons of bitterness, or of barrenness, rather. Disappointment becomes his appointment. If we change the first letter in disappointment to an H, his appointment. Now, I don't want to give you false hope today, but I do want to point you to the one in whom it is fitting to put your trust and hope in this first Sunday of Advent. Hope is the theme. Romans 15, 13 says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. The God who loves to surprise us delights in bringing blessing out of barrenness. 
Now, I won't pretend that I know God's timing for you. It's not wise to try to bring about a premature birth, but God makes all things beautiful in his time. It says in Ecclesiastes chapter 3. Look with me at Psalm 92 verses 12 through 15. The righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They will grow like a cedar of Lebanon, planted in the house of the Lord. They will flourish in the courts of our God. They will still bear fruit in old age. They will stay fresh and green, proclaiming the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there is no wickedness in him. Could it be that God has already conceived life within you or within your situation, but it's just not yet become obvious? What is your area of barrenness? God sees what you're going through. He has not abandoned you. He is the God of hope. And so Zechariah's song is a proclamation of that. Luke 1 verses 68 through 79 is where we find this song. Let's read it together. Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has come to his people and redeemed them. He has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he said through his holy prophets of long ago. Salvation from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, to show mercy to our ancestors and to remember his holy covenant, the oath he swore to our father Abraham to rescue us from the hand of our enemies and to enable us to serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. And you, my child, he's speaking now of John, his newborn baby, you, my child, will be called a prophet of the Most High, for you will go on before the Lord to prepare the way for him, to give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins because of the tender mercy of our God by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the path of peace. You see, Zechariah's song reveals God's desire for each of us. These things each of us should understand about God. Zechariah speaks of the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of sins in verse 77. My friends, we need to be saved from our sins. And God wants us to know that he has provided that for us, that forgiveness. Jesus, the Savior, the one who came to take all our sins upon himself and give us his righteousness. Do you know that you can be absolutely and completely forgiven? I heard a story one time about a man who was traveling in, uh, in Asia, and he was in the country that we now call Myanmar, but back in those days it was still called Burma. And he was traveling with a guide, and they were going through a, a, a wild area, a jungle area, and they had to, to get across a river that they had, had come across in their hiking. And the only way to get across this river was to, to, to wade through it. They found that it was about chest height and they could get through. And so they, they trudged their way across, got to the other side. And the man who was traveling looked down and he saw that he had, uh, had leeches all over him. As he had gone through the water, these leeches had attached themselves to his legs and to his torso. And he began to, to, to grab them and start to pull them off. And the guide said, oh, don't do that. Because when you pull them off, a, a little portion of the leech will remain under your skin and you'll get infections from that. 
What you need to do is just wait until we stop tonight and you need to, to take a, a balsam bath. And soaking in that balsam water will cause the leeches to, to disengage, to release from your body and they'll just they'll fall away and you won't have any problem and no infection. And so that's what the man did. And he found that just as the guide had suggested, that's, that's what happened. And that picture is a wonderful reminder to us of what happens when we see sin and guilt and shame in our life, when we soak in the bath of God's forgiveness and his grace. All the, the, the pain of the, the past and the, the memories and the, 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 the sin that we're ashamed of, uh, it's, it's washed away. And God has provided that for us because he is a God who gives us the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of sins. The scripture reminds us that as far as the east is from the west, so far has God removed our sins from us. The knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of sins, that's a gift God wants to give you this Christmas. Zechariah's song also reveals God's desire for each of us in verse 78, where he speaks of the tender mercy of our God. Mercy is not getting the punishment that you deserve. Someone once said that mercy is more kindness than justice requires. Now, I love that it is described as tender mercy. There's a tenderness to the way God deals with us. God is not reluctantly merciful. He doesn't say, well, all right, I'll forgive you again. No, Ephesians 2 and verse 4 says that God is rich in mercy. In 2 Corinthians 1 and verse 3, it says that he is the father of mercies. The Old Testament book of Micah, chapter 7, verse 18, says, Who is a God like you, who pardons sin and forgives the transgression of the remnant of his inheritance? You do not stay angry forever, but delight to show mercy. Zechariah's song reveals God's desire for each of us in verse 79 where he says that God wants to guide our feet into the path of peace. Do you need peace in your life? Well, of course you do. We all do. And God sent Jesus to guide our feet into the path of peace. Peace that we can have in the midst of hard times like a, a global pandemic. Peace with God and peace with ourselves. He is the Prince of Peace. Jesus was the one who said, my peace I give to you. These are God's desire for you, my friend. The knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of sins, the tender mercy of our God, and he desires to guide our feet into the path of peace. There is hope for us. There is hope for you. Let's join together for a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for the, the great privilege of being together in this way with the people of Crossview Church today. I thank you, Lord, that you have blessed this church with great leadership. I, I think of uh, Pastor Kyle and the man of God that I know him to be and Pastor Holly and her, her heart for you and, and the, the wonderful way she serves here and Isaac and Sam and others that are such a blessing to this church family. And I just want to pray your blessing over Crossview Church. And Lord, as we've considered this scripture today and this wonderful story of your provision for Zachariah and Elizabeth, 
we're reminded, Lord, that even though we go through times, maybe even long seasons of barrenness in our life, that you are a God who loves to surprise your children. And we look with hope and expectation to you for that. Thank you for this song that's recorded that, that Zachariah uh, sang and, and, and prayed over his new son. And Lord, in this, we're reminded of your intentions for us to give us the forgiveness of sins, to guide our feet in paths of peace. Thank you, Lord, for your tender mercies. And I pray that each of us today would receive these wonderful gifts from you, our Heavenly Father. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.